Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, there's been a stir in Limerick about the fees paid by businesses to Limerick City and County Council for road closures to run events. Now, you've probably seen those road closures over the year and not given them too much thought unless you're directly involved. But questions have been raised about the apparent inconsistency over a set fee and the price itself, which some businesses are saying is off-putting when they want to run an event. And Live95's Caleb Brennan chatted, first of all, to Fine Gael Councillor Sarah Kiley, who raised the concern at this month's Metropolitan Meeting of the Council. Okay, so organisers of an event need to apply for a road closure and there has been lots of debate in the council chamber on Monday about the price tag surrounding the road closures. To enable a thriving city centre, we need to give people a reason to come to the city and make it a destination. Voluntary organisations and arts groups and businesses who are ratepayers in many cases need to be assisted putting on events. And I've had conflicting price tags given on road closures. So in some instances, they're €500, some €600, and as much as €1,500 in one case. So I think the city centre is being neglected because the road closure price tag is actually deterring people from applying for road closures. Presently, the cost and the administration of road closures are definitely the barrier in all this. Um, the nighttime economy is definitely an issue and something that Board Volja has flagged as the, the potential development there is what they have flagged as uh, the growth sector in all of this. But if we can't get road closures, we're in big trouble. Um, and community groups and voluntary organisations and businesses have come to me and said that the, it is acting as a deterrent. However, communication is key in all this and we want local, indigenous, unique offerings for our city. And the abolishment of fees for road closures will assist this. There is an easier way to assist and ultimately uh, promote the city because we often compare ourselves to Galway and that was very evident in the chamber as well, the councillors... Um, you know, we, we always look to Galway and we should really stop that because we can be more than that. And by abolishing the fees, we could be because people will see this then as an easier way to put on festivals and events. You don't need a venue. You just close off a street and, you know, it happens. Like a business recently told me that uh, it was actually a pub to cover a road closure fee of €1,500. Euro, they need to take in five to €6,000 over the counter. So that's based on their figures. And just to put that into context, on St. Patrick's Day, an average take in a small pub is five to 7,000. So before any food, any drink, or any other cost to the business is, is sorted out, they have 1,500 euro to, to, to hand over. And that has to happen at least six weeks in advance of the event happening. So... What what I think should happen really is that we should have an easier way for for these people to come and apply for their road closure. There are people in the tourism sector of the council who deal with festivals and events. However, it doesn't look like they're liaising with the roads department who are ultimately responsible for road closures.
And is there a difference between what people, what certain businesses are getting quoted and others? Is there a discrepancy between the two figures? No, I spoke to another councillor and he was under the impression that a road closure costs €500. Euros. Now, I've seen an invite for €600 euros, and another organisation who came to me recently were told that they'd have to pay €1,500 euro for a road closure. And there's no correlation there or you know, with the, the the actual facts of the situation. These are small roads or big roads. There's no understanding there of how people are going to actually carry this out. So community groups, voluntary organisations, they're, as a, the, the clue's in the name, they're voluntary organisations and they don't have the time to be doing this. So to enable our city to thrive, we really need the council to step up and help people with road closures and take away the fee. Right, that's Fine Gael Councillor Sarah Kiley there. So to talk a bit more about this, we have Mike McMahon from Mother Max Pub in the city and Jack Brawley, who's organiser of the Fela Negrena Festival locally. And you're both very welcome. Morning, Good morning to you. So, Mike, if listeners might be a bit confused over these road closures, can you tell us the reason why you would apply for one and the process of doing so? It's a statutory requirement to be to be very fair. The roads are there for for public access and to close them off. Legally, you are required to do that. It's it's covered under a statutory instrument. Don't ask me to quote the number, <laughs> but uh, the process in Limerick probably isn't as defined as it should be. There is no policy, so it seems to be very ad hoc at the moment, and that leads to I suppose some of what Councillor Coyley has been talking about. Unless you know someone in the council or unless you have a contact, it becomes a little bit difficult, and. More so for, for, for voluntary groups, more so for community groups and local artists who don't have contact with the council, it becomes a little bit difficult for them. Who do they go to? Who do they direct it to? And then after that, then the process, the steps, what is required, because that €1,500 Euros that's, been, that's been quoted is the first, sta- is first stage. There's also a risk assessment to be completed. There's a traffic management plan to be completed, all of which costs money as well. So it starts to stack up and... Not just for businesses. I mean, I look at our case. You know, I know of three cases this year of community and cultural groups who will not be running activities because it's just too, it's too expensive to do it. So in what circumstances typically would you need a road closure? So if, if, you, if, you, look, if you look to the side of our, our pub, it's a little lane called Back Lane. Um, Jack on my, on my left here is, 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 is the organiser of Failing the Grain or one of them. We will be using a road closure for that. We will put 250 to 300 people on the streets, you know, on a, on a Saturday or that, of that weekend. We'll have a bit of fun. There'll be live music. <clears throat> we were just talking off air last Friday. Um, you had Jaridi from Opera on the Lane. You know, last Christmas, we closed that laneway in the evening time for three consecutive Saturdays to run opera. And it was done in a way that it was free for the public to attend. And, and that, that's very, it's very relevant, free, because if, if you have to bring those costs in, then there has to be a cost associated with attendance and it should be free for all. Mm. And Jack, I mean, it reminds a little bit about failing Negrena and does this create issues for you, what we're talking about this morning? Um, so Fail Negrena is just a free festival that we run every um, August and I suppose year on year it's been growing. Uh, so the rogue dodgers allow us to kind of expand our um, capacity outside of the with the confines of the venues that we run it in. And it's also just good for visibility for the for the festival itself. 
Um, so, do you have to do it in conjunction with the venue? Is that how it works? Yeah. So we move from venue to venue. It's kind of a community-based thing. And, and look, I, th- I think it's it's a safety aspect as well. I mean, if, if you consider the Fail in a Grain of Festival has grown from probably four or five hundred people to an expected five thousand people this year. You know, it, it, it featured in a very very popular film, which was in the London Film Awards, out of place. You know, it, it's seen as probably a key. A key element to the nighttime strategy, nighttime economy strategy in the in the city, and it's been getting a lot of a lot of praise from the Department of Tourism. You know, so that the festival is is, is growing and growing, and it's a success a success story for for the city. You know, so it 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 lends itself to to pushing out, right. and we have to be safer, and we have to be. And, and Jack, you talked about a number of venues. So that means what you have to go through the process with each venue. Yeah, so so we do it across multiple venues, so it's kind of run um, fairly holistically and like well. There's a lot of communication across the venues, so for so so does the festival have to contribute to the cost as well, or does the venue take the cost on, on board for the road closures themselves? Um, that will be the festival's cost to bear. Yeah. Would it? Right. Yeah. Um, and just remind people typically of what happens at Fail in the Grena. So normally we just try and uh, program an eclectic um, mix of different genres of music. We focus mostly on Irish and DIY-based artists. So for them, it's almost like a showcase, do you know what I mean? So the more people they can be showcased to, the better. Mm. And, and we know that in Limerick in August, it needs all the help it can get because I think the city especially has a tendency to clear out a bit, doesn't it? So it does need something to attract people back. Listen, any, any, any festival or any event that can, that can bring in up to 5,000 people that can that can generate a couple of thousand bed nights potentially for the city is always welcomed. You know, by by all businesses, not just those involved as the venues. All businesses will benefit. You think you you will have people arriving here on a Friday evening and they don't go home till Sunday night. You know, they're going to eat, drink, they're going to spend. That's what we want. Absolutely right. We're chatting uh, to Jack Brawley, who is organizer of the Fail and Grena Festival coming up in August, and Mike McMahon from Mother Max Pub in Limerick. Now, don't come over the table at me now, right? Because what I'm <laughs> about to say here, but we did check with Limerick City and County Council about this, and the official response we got is there is no charge from Limerick City and County Council. The only charge is the cost of placing the notices in the newspapers. In accordance with Section 75 of the Roads Act 93, Road Regulations 94, Section 12, the temporary closure of public road must be advertised by the road authority outlining an intention to close the road. This is to allow for objections. Following the submission of objections and compliance with the Road Regulations 1994, Section 12, the road authority must publish a further ad highlighting the final decision to close the road. And the process can take up to six weeks, depending on the date that a request for a road closure is submitted. Third parties who apply to temporarily close a public road works uh, for an event are not charged a fee by Limerick City and County Council. They are charged the cost for publishing the temporary road closure ad in a circulating newspaper only. It should be noted that the cost of the ad depends on the number of words and also on the paper used. In the majority of cases, ads are published in local papers, which is the most cost-effective option. However, local papers are only published once a week and if an applicant can't wait until the next weekly publication date due to the time constraints for their works or event, then the option of publishing in a national daily newspaper can be used and the cost of advertising in the national papers is more expensive in that scenario. So, very simple as far as the council is concerned. Nothing to do with them. 
entirely to do with the law and the paper ads. And I, I suppose the question I would I would go back have, have they shared the document that they, they circulate out when you apply for that? Not to us anyway. So very clearly on it it says be prepared to pay up to fifteen hundred euros. Um, when when you consider there, there but, is, but is no that not explained by the fact that yeah, national paper ads are more expensive? Well, well, let's 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 put let's put this in let's put it in context, right? I mean, if you if you look at Galway, Councillor Coyley has mentioned Galway, the the required fee, and I'll take I'll take the point it is it is for advertisement is six hundred euros. In Dublin, it's five hundred and sixty euros. Yet in the in the in the document that we are we are we are handing out from the council to to different groups. It says, are you prepared to pay up to €1,500? And the, and, and the explanation for that is that, the, to some extent, that's because national papers have to be used from time no, no, to time. No, and, 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 and I, 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 I completely accept that. And I, I suppose I, I'm not suggesting that councillor... I have to say, I, I, I've got to put my radio hat on here, and I do wonder, well, hang on a minute now, there are other public yeah. uh, facilities, including a radio station like Live 95, which is available 24-7 to run ads, and we have a website as well, so I'm not really sure why they can't use that. Um, but anyway, maybe that's the law as well. Unfortunately, in the statutory instrument that's there, it requires in the print media. You see, there you go. I wonder if our website done not. Anyway, we won't get into it. But, we'll talk about that some other time. But I suppose the, the point, the point and to, say, to Councillor Coyley's point when she, when she was making it there, and she made it very well, it, it is a deterrent and a barrier to potentially running events. So if, if, if you see that coming back saying up to 1,500 euros or 1,500 euros, you know, if you don't have that money, you, you, you call it a day then. Mm. You, you walk away, right? What do you make of that explanation, Jack? Um, look, I think removing any deterrent to any kind of public activity is always beneficial, especially for things like roads. Like, you can really make the city come alive the more people you could, the more people who have access to closing rooms, as long as they have obviously good reason to do so. But they, it re, like we're hoping, for example, this year that like we can breathe some life into the city. So I just think barrier for entry on on like lowering the barrier of entry for anything like that is only going to benefit everyone. And just you mentioned earlier about costs relating to risk assessments. Who does those, and where does the cost come from? There, uh, they recommend a company that you that you would utilise. So you pay the company for that. Yeah, correct. Yeah, and just to come back on Jack's point, I, 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 I would I would ask the question. Last year for failing the Grena, it was covered here in this fine station. It really was. It was covered on national newspapers. It, it made it its way all the way to London, the London Film Festival. London Film Festival. What is the cost of that promotion for the city? Versus the cost of the of the of the road closure. Okay, so what now? Again, you made the very apt point about the law and a statutory instrument mm. and what the law lays down, which I'm sure the council would also point to. But what for you would be a simple way of doing this? Because you would accept that road closures have an impact on the wider public. Correct. Yes, they certainly certainly do. And I mean, road closure. The, the, the purpose again, as as the council have stated, is to ensure that it is. It is required, number one, that it isn't causing a nuisance to our neighbours, it isn't causing a nuisance to other businesses, and that and that's, that's perfectly acceptable, right? It allows people to have their, 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 thoughts, their thoughts heard. But I think there has to be a defined process. There is no process right now. There is no policy within Limerick and City County Council. Okay, let me give an closures. example. So would you think then that it would be reasonable for the venue or the festival to put a clear sign outside in the vicinity which pointed to a website... 
that didn't necessarily require the fee for advertising in the papers. And uh, my friends in the local newspapers are about to kill me for that <laughs> suggestion. But anyway, well, I mean, I look, I, I look, I look at Galway, right? And I hate, men- I hate mentioning other cities, right? Because I'm, I'm so proud of our own. We're city. a bit obsessed with Galway here. We, aren't we? we are right, and it's been mentioned a couple of I times. Mean, I right? sometimes I think to myself, what is, what is our? Re- we have a strange relationship with Galway in this town. They are, they are a mile ahead of us in terms of cultural and activity activities. We have a better base than they have. We have we have much better people in in this city, much better artistic and cultural people. But but they just they're able to apply it better. If I look at the, the West End in Galway, the West End currently closes for four months from six pm nightly. That was a single closure that was put in place to allow that area to run events, move outdoors, etc. That is a reasonable approach, you know. And I, and I think I think we should be looking at more blanket and block approaches to this you know and it, and it comes back then to the things like the 15 minute city you know it comes back to all those conversations that have gone on before with, with regards to that I see you nodding there uh, no yeah I was disagreeing and you've seen similar things in Cork that, like they expanded they just shut down the street and expanded the capacity for all of the local bars and restaurants and it's turned out to be a massive success so uh, there's a lot, and, and driven partly by a Limerick woman, as it happens, who runs Nash 19 down there, and is 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 a huge driver of what happens in in Cork, which is just yeah. slightly <laughs> hard because of our Limerick roots. But there you are. I think that's the curse of St. Munchen. Just... <laughs> yeah. Listen, I was driving through O'Connell Street over the weekend. Um, is it finished? It looks finished. And at Commenton, um, yeah. <laughs> Does it doesn't it not look finished? No, I think am I wrong? I thought I, 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 I have to. I genuinely, as I drove past, I was looking for evidence of ongoing works, and I didn't see them. But I'm sure listeners might tell me the silence here from our two contributors <laughs> on that. So we might move on. Okay. Well, look, I think you've made the argument. We've heard from the council perspective, and we heard from Finnegan Councillor Sarah Kiley. So maybe in advance of next year, when we look at festivals and planning, uh, there there may be another way to go about this. But we thank you very much, and we wish you success with Fail and Agrena. Stay in touch with us. We obviously want to publicise that in August, as we do many of the great community festivals across the city and county. Jack Brawley, organiser of Fail and Agrena, and Mike Mann from Mother Max and Limerick. Thank you very much for joining us as well. Thank you. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live.